break now. All right, welcome to another episode of the Court of Capes, where I, Judge Shelton, am one of your judges or hosts. Uh, and alongside of me is Judge Brown. Hello. And Judge Cooper. He's a man on a mission. On a mission. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Yes, solid. And uh, appointed magistrate Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Joining us again, I will say, man, I guess your uh, your your <clears throat> your current position is you know where it is, but with it is this what it show, is. it yeah, but with the show that you have recommended, I feel like you know it might be going up a little bit. Oh, Ooh. I like to hear that. Ooh, oh you know? man! All right. So before we get into the show, I like to do a little um, segment called Get to Know Your Judges or Magistrate. And um, I pose to the the boys um, a specific question. And it was our favorite Iron Man suits. This is an Iron Man show we are reviewing. So I kind of want to get your guys' tastes. So... We will start with Judge Brown, but I will um, be sharing my screen here. So for viewers, if you are li our listeners, if you are just listening, I would recommend possibly viewing this episode so you can see our tastes or looking them up later. Anyways, Judge Brown, and I give it to you. What is your favorite Iron Man suit of all time? Okay, the one that I believe is my favorite Iron Man suit of all time is the Bleeding Edge Armor. Ooh, boy, we got, we got a good one. All right, all right, so let's do it. Let's look, let's look this up. All right, and so... If, if I have this right, I believe this is the armor that uh, Tony Stark's Endgame nano suit armor was based off of. I believe you are correct, JC. You are. Heck yeah. That is a very good suit. Look at that beauty. Sleek. Oh, man. Mm, very sleek. Um, it is nanotech, so technically it has multiple forms, but it is very beautiful. It sure is. I like oh, it. Oh, man. Look at it. Man, we got all them circles. Look at all them circles. All, all of them circles. <laughs> It's a very powerful armor, if not one of his most powerful suits. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, man. All right. So that was a very good choice. I really I like that suit. What do you What do you like about that suit, Judge? I mean, I just love the versatility of it, the ability to, uh, I believe, you know, create different armors and different uh weapons and basically tailor the armor to the situation that's presented and come True. off with the best possible way out of the situation and uh, it's the versatility just the beauty of it it's it's just all around a good armor yes it is it is uh like it is it is very like it's good looking in a sense but it seems you went more power and function over just looks exactly mm. that's that's the brown i know 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that is Judge Brown. It is a deeper look into how he uh, how he thinks. Utilitarian right, I... to the very end. <laughs> Always. All right. All right, I'll pass it over to Judge Cooper. What is your favorite Iron Man suit of all time? All right, and this is perfect because it segues quite nicely from JC's because it's just a better version of JC's armor. Oh, <laughs> all right. My favorite Iron Man armor is the Uru armor. U-R-U armor, which okay. is a... Version a later version of the Bleeding Edge armor that is enhanced with Asgardian magic and is covered in the Asgardian Uru metal. Oh man, I love that suit. That suit's so sick. Man, you guys picked some fantastic suits. So yes, this is, fancy. this is an enhanced um, enhanced Bleeding Edge Bleeding Edge armor with Asgardian magic. Um, so man. That is a fantastic one. Uh, you boys have really brought it to the table. I really don't think that mine really uh, comes <laughs> close to this in terms of uh, in terms of uh, just performance and power and stuff like that. Mine's definitely not as powerful, though I really enjoy the way uh, my choice looks. Um, and we will get to that. Uh, for some reason, the screen sharing is keeps ending unexpectedly. Oh no. Yeah, is uh, kind of frustrating. So anyways, we will continue with the episode, though. Um, now to appointed magistrate, Anthony. All right. So I am a little bit of an Iron Man connoisseur, if you will. Ooh. So, uh, oh, yeah. My favorite armor is the Iron Man Mark Eight. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, man. Going so, with one of the originals. I like it. So so I'm going to give you fellas a little history lesson on the Mark 8. So basically, after Iron Man gets his original, like, I think it's Mark 5 is his regular one, where he gets it destroyed by Iron Monger, I believe, and then he dies. But he, he needs a new armor. So he gets this pretty sick looking, kind of different, a little more bulky looking uh, silver and red armor. Which is oh. which is the base for iron for armor seen in Iron Man Armor Adventures as well as in Iron Man Two, which is the suitcase armor as everyone sees. I believe it. I believe in the MCU it's the Mark V armor. Yes. So this is the Silver Centurion. Yeah, yeah. They they went a little different with the marks, but that one is a that one is a really good choice. The silver look. Oh man, this. Oh man, that is beautiful. Uh, I was good. hoping someone would bring that one out. That's also in Lego. Yeah, I was thinking Lego. about making it mine. Ooh. Uh, yeah, the the red and silver one, right? Yes, the red and silver ones, Mark yes. Five. I love that one. And he had that he that was his regular suit, uh, for about like a hundred issues, around a wow. hundred. Awesome. And that, uh, that can be seen as his time in the West Coast Avengers. As well as the regular Avengers run, he used that suit a lot until it got destroyed in space. But you know, that's mm. how. But very, I love that very suit. beautiful. Fashion yeah. over function any day. Oh yeah, that's kind of where I went to. I went more of just the how it looked rather than function. Um, but yeah. Oh man, I love that choice so far. Iron Man. I guess since I have the similar mindset, I think 
this is my favorite so far, but <laughs> I really enjoy the other ones because, I mean, obviously they're super powerful and that Uru one, having the magic aspect of it, that's really cool too. Boys having beat, some beat up Loki somehow. Fantastic choices. Oh yeah, straight up. That would have been cool if they implemented it like later on, um, but you know. I mean, uh, they still might. Maybe true. not with Tony, but spoilers. yeah, not with not with Tony, but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So I looked up a lot of suits. I'm not really an Iron Man connoisseur. This is very different um, for me. I, I really don't know much about Iron Man, actually, in terms of, like, his, like, his lore, background, anything like that. So I just literally went onto the internet on Google.com and was just, like, show me some Iron Man suits. Have no shame on that. By Google. So I came upon what I think is my favorite suit, and my favorite suit is called Bones. Have you guys ever heard of it? Oh, yeah. It's it's the Iron Man Mark 41. Is I can't this from really the movies? share my screen. Yes. Um, I can't really share uh, my screen right now. So if you boys wanted to look it up, I would <laughs> love if you did that. But it is the, it is the Mark 41. It's called Here, let Bone. me let me uh Oh yeah, I've seen this one. Mm. kind of has like a like an old warrior type look yes it kind of does it so it's like it's like the components of um everything underneath if he didn't have all of that iron like over it um so there are some functions that it does have number one it can it can attach to any other iron man piece out there so if he wanted to cover vital pieces he can it's oh, also very maneuverable, very fast, flexible, and um, it it all of its pieces, just like the other ones, obviously can fly off and do alone. But it just there's a lot of functionality with this one as well. But I just love its look, the whole black and or like the whole charcoal black and gold. Mm -hmm. Oh man! It wasn't it's, wasn't this wasn't this the basis for how they used the tech in Iron Man three? Yes, mm -hmm. it was. Oh sure. man, it's so freaking cool! I love that one. Like, oh man, that's that was my and there was one that kind of came in a very very close second called Star Boost. You guys ever heard of it? No. Nope. It is okay. So it is Iron Man Mark Thirty Nine. It is a white, gray, and gold look. Ooh, I like Darcy. Yeah. Oh man, this one's Star Boost. This one's really cool too. I really like the ones that have different colors. Like I like the whole red and gold or the red and uh, silver look. I'm kind of sad that I couldn't find a straight up red and black sleek, like smaller suit. Mm. I, there's probably one out there. I just, I didn't, I wasn't able to find it. So if listeners, if you found it or you know of a suit, let us know, because I really love a, a sleek red and black suit. That'd be really how, cool. how is there not one? I know. Like, I literally looked up 85 different Iron Man suits. I mean, well, his 85th one is the one he used in Endgame. Um, mm. It was Mark 85. 
Yeah, I don't went. know of any that look like that. Yeah. Man, huh. how, I, I don't know how there isn't one, but yeah, so this uh this uh star boost uh, this star boost was a really uh close second for me really cool whenever they do a whenever they do a uh deadpool iron man crossover that'll be a oh true that'd be sick oh man that'd be sick uh an honorable mention was the hulkbuster 2.0 oh yeah i don't know if you guys have seen the 2.0 one it's really cool is that MCU or normal comics? No, no. Th- this one's a little different. Uh, I don't know. It, it's the one he uses in Infinity War, technically, but you can't really see much of it because, you know, Bruce Banner uses it-ish. But yeah, the 2.0 was really cool for me. All right. He, all Judge right. Cooper, what was your favorite one that was mentioned that was not yours? That was mentioned. That was not mine. Yep. I mean, I already said my runner-up was uh, the Mark Seven, so I'd have to go with that. Nice. What about you, Magistrate Cooper? Man, I I, uh, I really like uh, really like that skeleton suit. Not gonna lie. Bones is, is pretty, pretty cool. Bones is pretty sick. Um. Yeah, I'll give mine. Actually, it was probably uh, Mark V. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. I really like the red and silver, and there's a lot of silver on there. Kind of makes it look, you know, I don't know. It's simple, but it's just beautiful. It's very contrasting, and it looks great when it's, like, a hand-painted or, like, when it's on a huge two-page cover of a comic. Oh, oh I bet. And it's, right, like, Jeff- the perfect, like, second generation. Like, yeah. millions of look. Yeah. All right, Judge Brown. You know, I think my second favorite would have to be Bones as well. Ah, yeah. Nice. Yes. Bones nice. is beautiful. It is so beautiful. It's like it's like a suit that wasn't really meant to be a mark itself, but it's just turned into one. It was so good. There was one that I wrote here in my notes that says one is funny, and I kind of want to look it up again because it <laughs> like it supposedly looked really funny. Mark. 38. I'm going to see why that looks funny. Iron Man Mark 38. Oh, the blue one? Oh, like yeah. the, the hunt- oh is that the Igor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I can't. Dude, this one, its head's too big. <laughs> it, it's, it's, like a, it's like a mini Hulkbuster, but it looks yeah. weird. It looks so it's like he's wearing a giant diaper too. <laughs> oh, chunky, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. You know what? I kind of like it. I kind of like it. All right. I mean, you can like it. I mean, but it's, it's funny, man. It's funny. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, the back is even worse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that one was definitely to a specific. Uh, specific use <laughs> oh yeah oh man that's funny <laughs> all right yeah so i enjoyed my time uh, looking up all the different iron man suits and their possible functions and the stuff that they did super cool and very educational i believe you 
you uh, you guys really brought up some good suits. Man, Iron Man is a character I don't know much about, but the more I'm learning, the more I'm liking. Dude, he's freaking we're, sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're about to learn a lot, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Greasy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, why don't we just get into it? I want to open I want to open up the floor. Oh, okay. Just yes. get general thoughts without getting into the plot. What did y'all think of the first six episodes? Starting with Judge Shelton. I'm on level with you boys. I loved it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's freaking go. It was really good. I mean, it was <laughs> it was fast. Pace, the art yes, style the pacing. was, yeah, the pacing was really fast. I was like, whoa, this is like really fast. It was serialized, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. It, uh, its art style was kind of cool. I didn't know if I was going to like the art style. Um, yeah. It hasn't like, the art style hasn't won me over 100%, but their designs of characters are really so good. good. The mm-hmm. designs are really cool. The art style I'm not a hundred percent there. I'm more like I'm over fifty, obviously, but in terms of the designs of characters, so good. And I mean, the fact that they're like teenagers, whoa! <laughs> it gives it a completely different energy from anything else I've watched. Oh, absolutely, yes, um, yeah, really. It was good though, very good. I'm gonna pass it off to Judge Brown. What did you think of the first six episodes? You know, I I judged it uh, too harshly with my oh, uh, <laughs> with my preconceived notions about the show. What <laughs> preconceived notions what? could you possibly have had? That's what I what, bro, bro, what? Are you wait wait? Are you saying that Magistrate Anthony hyped it up too much? No, no. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I I was initially very hesitant to vote for the show and or watch the show just oh. due to due to it being so out there a teenage tony stark and a questionable art style mm, oh okay <laughs> what do you think what you think jc but like i said uh, all of those prejudices that i had were largely misplaced and i'm very happy oh, to say yeah. that that's what, oh, I like to hear. Okay. That's what I like to hear. All right, we, we cut the man off. We should have let him continue speaking, man. We yes, know. yes. But well, but it, it heightens the drama that cut him off. Though. Oh man, uh-huh. man. the theatrics. I was, of ready, the I was ready to come at you, man. I mean, Josh was about to leap through the Zoom. I was ready to throw hands over at least these first six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were very good. Uh, so uh, yeah, I really enjoyed. I mean. Um, so, uh, Magistrate Anthony, uh, what uh, did this hold up? I mean, I don't know. The last time you said you watched it, and it wasn't like, too long like, ago when the show, huh? Like, I watched it last 2013 at the earliest. Okay. So, <laughs> yes. This, 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 this bad boy, it held up surprisingly well to what I remember. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, all right. Out. I really, really enjoyed each episode. Dude, I'm all right. Yeah, I did too as well. That's really good that it holds up. Um, 
And uh, I am excited to talk about these episodes and to go on this journey with you men. All what right. About you, so, Kurt? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like I was pretty shocked at how much I enjoyed these because, like, obviously I had the nostalgia factor, but uh, mm-hmm. like the dialogue, like the snappiness of like the characters, like it surprised me how, how good it still was. Mm, okay. And now let's we'll just get this out of the way. The facial animations are not great. <laughs> they're yeah. just not. Yeah, but it's because it's because they put all of the design choices into this show, like with the underlying assumption that most of the fighting and the action would be done with characters wearing masks. Yeah. Mm. And that's but something that, I, I, that you'll see throughout. The, yeah. the facial things uh, didn't bother me as much. Cause like no, I mean, I got used to him after like the third episode. Yeah, it's it's just like you got to go into like what year it came out. Also, CG hyper expensive. Oh, um, yeah. And the way you get around uh, blank or like just kind of looks off faces is with stylization, which I think it did pretty well with different shading and environments. Yeah, I mean, hmm. yeah, I mean that's something we can talk about for sure. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm with you there, Curtis. Or, um, it's definitely the most polarizing part of the show so far. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, um, but the character designs, I think, make up for a lot of it because the character yeah, designs yeah. are really well done. Um, yeah. So I will like. I also will say that it, it reminded me still of like Kolioko style art. Yeah, I still got that vibe too. Yeah, but I will say this. I think I liked Kolioko's design a little more than this. Like, not design, Same. but art style. Um, Do you know I what reminded me most of Kolioko? Of uh, what's up, Judge Brown? Oh, I was just going to say, what reminded me most of Kolioko was when uh, they showed Iron Man leaving his uh, laboratory, going through that uh, tube. Yes! That was, was like that straight Code Lyoka. Yeah, I don't really. know what I don't know what kind of mysterious show you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never heard of this show that brings a blue tint to my eyes. What what is the show you're talking about? This, you, is, really? right, this is basically Kolioko. I don't know how to explain it. Like and it's it was really on weird. Cartoon Network, like way back yeah, in the day. It, yeah, it was. Oh, then I must Network. have seen it. Yeah. Here, let me <laughs> let me pull up a picture. Let's okay, see if this okay. rings a bell. Yeah, Kolioko, yeah. They're like four characters, and one of them's like a girl and you, or a guy, and you thought it was a girl. Um, I've never seen that weave stuff in my life. <laughs> but they're like, they're like, they interact. And then they had like, CG. Yeah, they oh, did. Oh, gr- gross. No. <laughs> they like interacted with like this alternate reality that affected actual reality in a sense. Um, but yeah, the art style was very similar to this yeah let me look at this let me take a look at this dude that i don't know about that one let me look (laughs) this up let me look some oh oh what that's disgusting i hate this (laughs) that is not at all what that looks like this is a french show as well all right this is both this is also a french show that doesn't mean they look the same no but they do Code Lyoko was quality, and and half of Code Lyoko was two D. So, yeah. Oh, oh no, I, I'm not. I'm not speaking to the show's quality. I'm just saying that the art style makes me want to vomit. Yeah. 
<laughs> like it, I, I'm guessing it looks a little better in motion, but standing still, <laughs> it looks like some creepy old babies. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Big foreheads, huge foreheads. giant foreheads. Wow, I, I think I'm related to them. <laughs> that being said, I'd probably vote for it if we brought it up in a in a vote. Not gonna lie, I would love to watch this train wreck. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's a great show. It's a great. Oh, show. that's an idea. We should watch Kolioka. Mm-hmm. Hey, somebody can nominate it next round. Heck yeah! All right, all right. So yeah. Um, anyways, so that's kind of what I wrote as one of my thoughts overall, generally speaking. But uh, the art, but the rest of the show is like really good, so good, pretty solid, yeah. And oh, so, definitely. With that said, I think we should jump into episode one. Let's um, crack it open. Let's just yeah, let's just crack this sucker open. All right, so I have a um, a question. <clears throat> All right, so the episode, like, episode one um, beginning, I think was awesome. Like, where he we get to see his interaction with his father, which is, like, the most wholesome interaction stuff that we'd ever seen between Tony and Howard, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like, other than when uh, he gets to meet his father back in the, like, past, that was super sad. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the in the movie, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can go watch the movies, the MCU yourself. I that's that's something I don't know if we'll be going uh, going through. There's a lot of movies. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. All right. So, but I absolutely loved that. Like, it just was. It really touched me as a viewer just seeing that interaction. Um, and a Tony that wasn't so like snobby. He was actually like a character you really like, you know? Yeah, like one of those like nice rich kid types. Yeah, and he was really nice. So like when I was seeing this interaction, I was like, wait, like how does Tony become the edgy snobby guy that we'd always seen him be? And so they kind of showed some things, but yeah. Um, okay, so what did you guys think of him in the Iron Man suit? Like, where he's inside the suit. He is oh, like OP the U. inside that suit. What did you say, Jason? He, he is OP. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, the way they have it viewed looks like he's in some like virtual reality. I love the user face. interface. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rather than, like, than, than the MCU portrays him to be where it just like kind of shows him you know, being in the suit, rather, yeah, it's like some sort yeah. of user interface kind of thing going on. It, this it makes be a lot more expressive. It makes True. sense because, like, this is a teenage boy, and he can't lift this 10,000 pound suit by himself, so it's obviously like tech that's controlling it, but it's reading his motions, and the way you see that is a bunch of sensors, which is all blacked out, which I think looks pretty sick. All right. Yeah, I like the design a lot. I think both internally and externally, the suit's well-made, well-designed. It is. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. He doesn't really have an operating system that's, like, known. Like, he has one. Oh, yeah, no Jarvis, like, really. There's no, like, Jarvis or anything like no. that. No. You um, got the roadster? Yes. You got yeah, they kind of go with the guy in the chair, like, kind of Ned Spider-Man kind of thing going on with Rhodey. Yeah, okay. I will say this. I'm getting some kind of Spider-Man vibes going on 
uh, in the way this show is portrayed. You know, you got the guy in the chair who's giving off directions and stuff like that. And then we have an interesting take on Pepper Potts. What's with Pepper, guys? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I want to take a vote. I want to take a vote. Pro or anti Pepper through the first six episodes, Josh? Pro or anti? Pro or con? Do you like her or dislike her? Josh, Josh, vote the truth, Josh. Vote the truth. <laughs> All right, can I can Josh, I you know can I give some funny. distinctions? All right, I don't, I can't be put on the spot like this. But can <laughs> yeah, I give some distinctions? All right, I'm gonna give some distinctions. Pepper Potts as a character within itself, like her, if she didn't have Pepper attached to her, I like her. But what? with the Pepper, with the Pepper Potts that I know <laughs> and understand, it's weird to me. It's weird. She's <laughs> so Preach it, Preach it Josh. That she, she finally has a personality. Oh, having the hot takes. Mm. <laughs> Dang. Just burning them down. No, mm. not not just because I mean I like her personality. The I mean, but just the fact that it's it's pepper, it feels weird. She just like won't stop talking. And <laughs> I'm used to pepper pots, like, okay, the only pepper pots I've read in the comics. So it um Magistrate Cooper, you can help me out here. But the only Iron Man comic I've ever read was Civil War Two where Iron Man is going, is trying to tell Peter that he's going to take over um, everything uh, Stark owns uh, because I guess he feels like when he dies someday. And then there's some like things where um, Pepper is like correcting Tony and just like trying to tell him like, you know, she's being a realist kind of in a sense. That's the only interactions that I have Mm. with Pepper Potts in the comics. Yeah, so Pepper Potts is usually the calm one and, like, is usually put together. But she's also yes. mainly used to to give information of when the story needs it and no one knows how to tell it. So it's just her spouting off everything we need to know. And then being a damsel in distress. Yeah, she's a plot device most of the time in the comics. And so, okay. So, yeah. so I, I think the creators kind of saw that and like, okay, we have a chance to make a new generation show. And we're gonna we're gonna try something a little crazy. We're gonna give her a personality, and it's gonna be great. You know what? Oh yeah, yeah. They kind this, of really this will be the only it. time I mention this in this episode. But unlike the Batman, which was like trying to be different, but also like trying to be super conservative at the same time, this show's like, nah, we're gonna be different, and we're gonna dive all the way in. I I grant you that you are completely right. All right, I, I do have one Batman take, and then that that'll be it. But um, that'll that refers to something else. So <laughs> I guess to answer right now, I'm kind of somewhat pro this Pepper Potts. I'll take that as 100 pro. Oh gosh, <laughs> nah, fam. I don't I don't know if I I cannot give you 100. percent Thank but you. But I can't I can't do it. Hmm. It's I'm, just. It's a different take. I real I I will say I really enjoy the Rhodey um, Stark relationship, though. That's something I really like. Uh, oh, between yeah. between the three, because you know they kind of, uh, you know, they have this relationship, and I guess I I might somewhat relate to Pepper Potts, but I don't talk anywhere near as much as she does. 
I was about to say, you projecting a little bit there? Nah, man. Yes. No, no, it's no, like, no. oh, I can't take how she just can't stop talking. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, I kind of relate to her in some senses, like, uh, but like she gets attached way too fast, way too soon. Um, That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> but she talks a little too much. Yeah. Like, and it's like super fast. And it wasn't as annoying as the flash from the Batman. Oh, so. well, I mean, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Is that few even a fair comparison? Few things are that annoying. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, like right. saying, like, that's like saying, I really liked The Dark Knight. Like, it was actually a lot better than Batman and Robin. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this about Pepper. All right. She has a lot of room for growth and development. All right, that's a firm yes. no from JC. That's a hard <laughs> no. No, I, I kind of agree. She does have uh, some room for growth and development. But she is not there yet. All right. All right, guys. I think we've all been waiting for my two cents. Break it, down. break it down. Or 10 cents. So I have a vast, long history of analysis with this show for the past 15 years, right? So <laughs> 15 years, ever since 2011 when it came out. Oh, and I was dreading having, because when, when I was young, I was like, man, I hate Pepper Potts. Yep, she yep, was annoying. Same. She talked so much. And totally she agree. had nothing interesting or funny to say. I go back. All right. I watched these first couple episodes. Boom. She's spouting off one-liners. Uh, I was pretty excited. I don't know. And uh, she she <laughs> uh, she brought a certain dynamic to the three where it was like, okay, two bros talking. Well, how about we get a little bit of excitement in the conversation? And boom, Pepper appears and gives off some pretty fun liners about her FBI agent dad. Or like how <laughs> if you don't show up to this party, I'm going to kill you kind of thing. <laughs> All right, yeah. You know, I was very surprised of, of how much I actually liked, you know, the good old PP. <laughs> Double P. I like Double I'm gonna P, bounce, maybe a little more. I'm going to bounce off of that and say that when I say that this show, like, exceeded my expectations in these first few episodes, Pepper is literally the personification of that because I was dreading her. Like, okay. I hated her. Uh -huh. When I first, but like now, like just seeing, like honestly, I'm gonna say it. First six episodes, Rhodey's kind of boring. Oh, yeah, he's he's honestly pretty boring to me. But as soon as Pepper starts showing up and starts having conversations with Rhodey, she makes him way more fun and makes Tony and Rhodey's relationship way more interesting to me. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay, I did like their dynamic between the two, you know, and how they're kind of they're kind of starting a little Team Iron Man. Yeah. Oh. She's like it, the triforce of power, you know? She's the triforce feel, of power. Yeah. <laughs> it does feel so like as as we watched like the first six episodes, I was getting a lot of Spider-Man vibes um with between the three, you know, this whole dynamic between them. But yeah. Like Spider-Man when he gets like someone who like at the computer and whatnot and then so when okay. like when MJ because I got some MJ vibes from her that she's like the ultimate investigator, you know? Really? I don't get any MJ vibes from like her Are you personality. Serious? Not at all. No, no not, not at not all. just personality, but as in her her character. Like she's like, I'm the ultimate investigator and I'm gonna find out no matter how dangerous it is, you know, no matter what happens. Like 
I'm going to find this out. It was like, I that's just how I never think put together. About. Yeah, I, I, I get more Lois Lane vibes from her than I do Mary Jane. I mean, that's the reason, like, one of the biggest reasons they, like, well, in the, they broke up at some point. You know, spoilers right. for some sort of timeline. So, some sort bottom of, time. of the line is, two of us like the PP, others don't. So, we'll I be providing think... regular PP updates as <laughs> we go along. <laughs> yes, yes. Me, this, me, uh, me, and Judge, me and Judge Cooper are going to have our own section called the PP update, and uh, we'll, give you, <laughs> give you a, we'll give you a one-liner <laughs> each week of what she says out of context. All right. Please, please do. I, oh, I want to see it. We will have to right. see it. I, I want to keep. I want to keep moving. All right. It, um, we go, we're kind of on a short timeline. So here, boys. Let, let, let's briefly mention, like, since this is more of a serialized show, let's briefly at least touch on the plots of every episode. Okay. Uh, shoot, I don't really remember the plot too much of this that's, one. That's the issue of the serialization. Everything. Just yeah. Kind of okay. Together. So, so basically, in episode one. He, I'm hanging out with his father. Turns out Tony Stark is a freaking genius. That is something I do like about the show is how much intellect they show that he has. Um, absolute genius. Just um, designed some things uh, for uh, Stark Industries. Um, as they're talking on a plane, some weird explosion happens. Well, not really. Yeah, explosion kind of happens. Killing Howard. Well, we think it doesn't actually show the death of Howard Stark. Um, really damages, show. yeah, really damages Tony's heart and chest, where his suit basically is the one that saves him because yeah. he designed the suit. So, this is where he designed the suit before he had the heart issue. So, he designed the suit, the suit kind of saves him, takes him home, and then it takes us to six months later where he's living with Rhodey in his house with his mom, going to school. And trying to somewhat be, well, he's not trying to be a normal kid, but everyone around him is trying to make him into like a normal kid compared to being tutored and, you know, helping out with his dad's company and all that kind of stuff. I was trying and, to pick up the pieces. Yeah, basically. So he starts to use the suit while in the background, there are some things happening with the villain, Mandarin, which I will say, boys. I freaking love the design. I love that design. Freaking good. Oh my gosh. Good design. Good design. Like absolute it was so good. I was like, It's the best design character on the show. I'm just gonna go out there and say it. Yeah, (laughs) I I I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case, like in the entire show, because he is he is so cool. Um, there is one thing I, I kind of had a struggle with, though, um, oh, well, which was in episode two. So we'll get that in episode two. But his design was absolutely awesome. Um, what else happened? Uh, the fight didn't um, happen. So we're, we're talk- I say we just lump the two-parter together into like one discussion. They, they were um, actually part one and part two in terms of yeah. games. Um, and uh, right. so they... They kind of he kind of like uh, infiltrated Stark Industries. Um, he learned that Obadiah Stane was kind of repurposing a lot of his dad's technology into weapons, which is yes. a pretty reoccurring theme throughout Iron Manology. Yes, it is. Um, and then Obadiah goes to demonstrate this uh, huge tech as a military weapon. Uh, Stark finds out 
and tries to stop it. And uh, he's not really successful, or at first he's not really successful. And turns out the things are about to explode and it would take all of New York. And there was something that was really cool that they said. Um, and that was like how they talked about the design of these giant machines. The Earthers, they were called, right? Earth, the Earth Movers. Earth Movers, that's right. Earth Movers. Um, and he talked about how Tony designed something and like nobody understood really the design. But it worked. And yeah, I'm that like, that's just, an abs- that's just another instance where Tony's intellect far surpre- uh, surpasses like everyone else around him. Which I thought was like super cool. I was like, finally a place where they're showing all of his intellect and he's not being cocky about it either. Like about his intellect in general. So I thought that was super cool. And then um, as he, um, they become unstable, the Mandarin shows up. And we get to see the exploding lights that we saw on the plane close to Howard Stark's death. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. You probably did. Ooh, good eye. A little spicy there. (laughs) I mean, I did. I don't know if that's spoilers or anything, but I I, I picked up on it. It's definitely a solid theory. It's a solid theory. (laughs) I picked up on it. I was like, wow, that's the same like blinding light kind of that we saw right before the plane exploded. Mm. Um, that's a good uh, catch, Josh. Killed Howard Stark. Thank you. I, as you know from my experience with the Batman, I pick up on small details. It's, sure. Good eye. Good eye. <laughs> it just happens. Um, we're also so like I thought that was super cool. We're also like there was a point where one of the like giant robots stepped on on Iron Man, and he like lifted the entire thing and then got out of the way. And I was like, holy frick. The strongest man. Oh, powerful like, Iron Man suit. Like, yes, that was a great strength feat in my, in my opinion. And there was this other time where there's like this steamroller just like plowing through the ground, and he just like catches it and just like stops it immediately. I'm I just know, like, right? What the crap? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, physics that was man, like, dude. That's physics super man. cool. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, uh, let alone the fact that Tony himself, like, took a plane crash like a champ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he and did. And was not only able to crawl over to his Iron Man armor, was, but was also able to audibly speak <laughs> after enduring, like, a 20,000-foot drop. Yeah, and some damage to his heart that if not for this suit, he would have died. Yeah. Like... Dang. They got some big HP bars in this uh, this universe. For, so. Yeah, for real. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, in every Lots like superhero show, I feel like that's the case. You know. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. There are also instances in this show where I feel like someone would have died and they lived. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, did you just kill them? Oh no, they're still alive. Okay. Like, like it. We'll, we'll kind of get into that. But anyways, so that happens. Mandarin um, shows up um, to to fight Iron Man. He fights Iron Man and he calls him weak, but then Iron Man kind of shows him up for a quick second. Um, and then the Mandarin disappears. Iron Man saves, uh, ends up absorbing all of the energy from the... Exploding power core. Yeah, that didn't that didn't make any sense to me, but all right, it was cool. 
Well, I mean, it makes about as much sense as him absorbing Thor's lightning in Avengers 1. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But no, there, was three power cores. there were three power cores. I don't know, like, what happened to the other two. but there, I guess was only, there was only one that was, like, in critical. Okay. Um, yeah, and that was, like, he, exposed like, like that. And then he, like, absorbed all of the energy out of the Earth Mover, so that way it wouldn't be in critical. And then he had to release it, so then he shot it at the other one, so. Yeah. All right. True. So then that happens. Iron Man saves the day. It takes us to the Mandarin's lair and reveals the identity of the Mandarin. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you think revealing the identity of the Mandarin was too early? Nope. No, not at all. It would have been way too obvious otherwise. Yeah. I mean, they, okay. they literally telegraphed it hardcore even before they revealed it super early. Yeah. All right. No, yeah, they did with uh, the way they talked to him. Yeah, it kind of made sense. And it kind of mimicked a little bit of the way they handled the Mandarin before that, like, who everyone thought the Mandarin was wasn't actually the Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Half of huh? the MC move, half of the MC movies that came out directly from Iron Man Adventures inspired. Not for long. <laughs> oh, all, okay. At well, least half. Well, we already saw okay. Homecoming and Iron Man three. So, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, dudes. Look, look, look at look at the cards we got, and look at the other cards. They're kind of the same card. I mean, I'm yeah, pretty they're... sure. I'm pretty sure Black Widow is just gonna be an adaptation of Episode six. So, oh, easy. Oh heck yeah. All right. So okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, I I felt like it was a little too early, but you boys make up some good points. So, mm. Yeah, like but... I they, I feel like in, in like getting ahead of the the groove a little bit. Um, Gene Khan is is more seemed to be like as a rival and like a parallel to Tony as opposed to like the main antagonist, as it were. Yeah, I get that. I get that vibe, especially like outside of the suits, just with Tony and Gene. You, yeah. you feel that quite a bit. But we'll get to that in the third episode. <clears throat> Which we what will did, be moving into. Well, first of all, what did you all think of the main villain of the first two episodes, Obadiah? Um, not hmm. much to go off there. No, not standard, really. Standard evil corpo. Yeah, he was pretty standard. A little too bald for my tastes. Not going to lie. <laughs> okay. Bald. okay, wait. I want to get into that on episode five. All right. We will talk about the baldness what? In, in episode five. And you'll you'll know why when I bring it up. All right. <laughs> Not very Jeff Bridges. Not enough Jeff Bridges. <laughs> Not enough? I don't know. Just... Not enough. Not enough screaming toner. Donor. Not enough segues <laughs> and cigars. Not enough segues. But he didn't and make the weird same thing. physical it was contact. Like, it was it was very similar to the way they portrayed him in Iron Man One. Um, in ter- in terms of like, oh, I see that suit. I want that suit. Give me that suit. You that's know? how he was the so comics too. with with yeah. zero charisma though. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. He he did like have zero a charisma. More. Like Jeff Bridges, he you gotta love Jeff Bridges. <laughs> gotta love him, man. Yeah, no, I, I right. totally agree. Like this, so far, what we've seen Obadiah is super like black and white like oh i'm evil and like you should hate me yeah yeah Basically. i'm just gonna throw this out there the villains have been the worst part of this so far in general oh well, we'll get there jc 
<laughs> Wait, what do you... I have disagreements for one episode, but we'll get there. Oh, well, I do too. But, I, but in I general, I if do you average the villains out, it's not a high average. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I, I mean, mean yeah, I, guess, and... I guess that's just a theme for the cart, the, not the, uh, the uh, quarter case so far. Lackluster yeah. villains. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard you guys really, uh, really hate everyone's favorite characters. That's what I've heard. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Penguin was pretty <laughs> awesome. Oh gosh! <laughs> Why did you mention that, that name? <laughs> <laughs> when it gives Moving you PTSD, on. still. Moving on to episode three, where we are introduced to what was a previously mentioned a criminal organization called the. Uh, wow, I don't even remember what it was called. The Magia. The Magia. The Magia. That's right. The Magia. Yeah, the Magia. <laughs> Silly. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where, um, first of all, um, Gene enrolls in Tony's Academy in hopes to learn more about the McLuhan rings, which is a ring that his father was talking about before he had died. Which are super and, sick looking. Yes, they are pretty cool. And uh, they're basically all kidnapped by the Magia thugs unicorn and killer shrike killer shrike (laughs) Uh, pepper and roadie were both there as well so it was gene tony pepper and uh oh roadie sorry roadie helped um remote yeah yeah yeah, roadie was was in the chair yeah he was in the chair which is so cool okay guys tony built that lab himself what the frick oh yeah okay Okay, not only is the lab cool, but the location of the lab and like that old industrial complex is like dope as heck. I get like dark night like vibes there, you know, where the the like Wade Manor is completely destroyed and then like Bruce has to find another place, so he finds some shipment place and has an underground layer there. In terms of location, not in terms of looks. Yeah. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. in terms of looks, like this lab is insane. He built it. How? Like, he got I six always... months to do it. Yeah, six whole months. And but... it's Tony. Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, I guess he does have the the armor. He could just be, you know, using it to put big stuff up and heavy stuff. So that works out. I was just trying to think: how is it possible for a teenage boy to build something like this? Well, that's the and whole not... premise of Iron Man in this and show, and not just design it. Like, he can build the suit and design it. That's much, I guess, not easier in terms of intellect, but in terms of physical abilities, you know? Like, it just was weird. Like, it was ginormous. Anyways. Well, wait, wait, what, what do you think the, 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 the base is only, like, one room? Yeah, but it's a pretty big room. And yeah. it has big stuff in there. Like, anyways. Um, uh, okay. so yeah moving on so that's basically what happens he's kidnapped um, I thought uh, that Killer Shrike was dropped from the sky and was going to die he was dropped from the sky but he didn't die and turns out uh, Gene as Mandarin had kidnapped Unicorn and Killer Shrike which was a pretty cool place to end the episode it was. It was a pretty cool place to end the episode. I agree. 
So again, Unicorn and Killer Shrike were kind of weird. Oh, yeah, they, they, had, they had no character to them. They were yeah, goons. No, they were. They were goons. Except, okay, so the, those goons who like looked like they were from the, the 20s with the Thompsons and the face masks and the hats, <laughs> those guys were cool. Yeah, those, those guys are kind of cool. Those guys uh, were so cool. I personally prefer my goons to be like Punch and Judy, but you know, whatever. All right. Yeah, they were kind of like Punch and Judy, but <laughs> they talked way more. I love the little quip that Tony had about like, you know, like having that much energy next to your brain can't be good for you, right? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That was nice. Right. So, oh, and we get we did also get to reveal like a re- revelation of who they worked for in the Magia. Um, and that was Count Nefaria. Which, that name, 10 out of 10. <laughs> Count Nefaria. Yeah, so um, that's really interesting. So he's either like you're Russian, Ukrainian, like Serbian, or is a vampire. We'll go either way. Something <laughs> like that. All right. I, I vote all of the above. Yeah, how about all the above? Okay. Also, special shout out to Happy Hogan's introduction in this episode. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He is amazing. Happy killed me, man. He was like, I'm going to call you the con. (laughs) Con! He screams con. Yeah, he just screams con. Oh my gosh. I even have it on my notes, man. I was like dead. I was so dead. (laughs) I love some of them happy moments. I just want John Favreau to do all of this. Oh yeah, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, so, what are some thoughts on this episode? I didn't really write too much na- down, other than like those guys uh, with the the guns and the masks were kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I liked I liked the interplay between um, Tony and Pepper because this was obviously the most we'd seen from them up to this point. Yes. Um, I, I liked, obviously, Tony and Gene having an uh, interesting conversation here and there. Yeah. yeah. I li- but I, I like will credit... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I like how when you talk to... When you, when anyone talks to Gene, it's just like, man, walking on glass, so you don't just like have him yell in your face, unlike Tony, <laughs> who's pretty chill. Basically, I think Tony was just trying to play the mediator. Like, look, man, no one believes your dad is a criminal mastermind, you know? Stepdad, stepdad, stepdad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no stepdad. He's like, I have guilt because, oh, yeah, we didn't mention this before, but he totally imprisoned his stepfather so he could become the Mandarin. So, Which is pretty, pretty uh, nefarious. Yeah, definitely. So he definitely had some resentment, probably, and probably guilt. So that's why he constantly says stepdad, so he can maybe sleep at night, be like, I didn't disassociate. Yeah, I I didn't do that to my dad. I did it to my stepdad, but he's not a criminal mastermind. (laughs) Got to protect the cover. It's like I'm the criminal mastermind. (laughs) Now, I I will say, like in the middle of this episode, kind of felt a little slow because a lot of it was just him sitting on crates talking. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's, but I enjoyed I the conversation. So I didn't really write too much about that episode. Out of one, two, and three, I'd probably put that one on the bottom. But, but yeah. All right. So, Judge Brown, do you have anything to say about episode three? 
Not really. It was one of the more forgettable ones. Yeah. It was kind, kind of, of his first official mission as Iron Man, or like his first skirmish. Mm-hmm. Aside from like the Earth Movers. Yeah. True. So, moving on to episode four called Cold War. <laughs> oh, Pretty chilly episode, not gonna lie. Pretty chilly. Oh, man. Pretty so, chilly. So, I will say that I, I like watching this episode. I was watching this during my uh, brother's birthday party. So, I was trying to like, <laughs> like watch it and get the words and stuff like that. By the way, the, cla- the captions aren't completely the same as the voice. I think like voice overs because Pro I think tip. it was. I think it's possible it was originally uh, dubbed in a different language. Oh, it so. definitely was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was like French or something like that. It might have been dubbed in. Anyway, so Cold War in hopes of exposing Stain as evil. Tony teams up with Blizzard. All right, so. This is something that I'm kind of noticing. The suits that all the villains are wearing are kind of similar. Like, you know what I mean? Like this whole kind of, uh, I, I don't know why. I just get Iron Man feels from all of them almost. Yeah, Iron Man armored adventures, bro. Yeah, everyone is wearing Iron Man armor in a sense. I wish they differentiated them more and made their designs more unique and interesting. Yeah, the most unique one might have been like the Mandarin at the oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I He's was on a when different I saw, level. When I saw Blizzard, I was like, this is totally a variation of an Iron Man suit. I did like the yeah. suit though. I thought the suit looked pretty cool. I, yeah, I really like I, I like how alien the mask looks because like you can't see any like features of like a human head in there. So that was True. weird. I like that. Yes, and I, I loved like all the tiny little gadgets he had. That like he he would just, they did all the same thing, but it still looked pretty neat when he'd like detach one or like move his arm in a different way. Or it's like the yeah, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. He was like an advanced Mister Freeze. Like up to this point in the series, this was by far the best action we had seen so far. Yes, it was very good action. Got to see some yeah, very good fights when they start. Their first fight was pretty cool, and their last one. Got to see all of, all of it. Really cool stuff. And like the slow motion where like he just dives into Blizzard is super cool. Oh, true. Yeah, that was really I think cool. it's a, I think it's in the opening sequence as well. So then he realizes Blizzard actually wants to hurt Stain along with everyone else who gets in his way. So typical villain, like, hey, I want to take revenge on this person, but all my morals are also thrown out the door. And then as Iron Man, Tony actually saves Stain. And then Stain's a total jerk about it all. Whatever. Who cares? Of course. He's like, I will get you. Like, oh, he was like, oh, if I could get you both in one hit, like, that'd be great. Um, and then uh, he left Blizzard cryogenically frozen in Stark Tower. I didn't really remember that much. No, I mean, you basically covered it. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember. Anthony, do you remember what like the Rhodey Pepper subplot was in this episode? Oh, yeah. Was this the one 100%. where? where she... Yeah, go ahead. That was the one where they were. Um, it was like, hey, you've been kind of ignoring Pepper a lot, and you want to get. She, you, he asked her for information on 
um, the the Blizzard boy, and she's oh, like, yeah, that's sure, right. but, but if you but if I get you this information from my dad's FBI laptop, then you can uh, then you have to go to the party with me and Rody. Yeah, he, at like, Happy's house. Yeah. <laughs> He got in this fight with Rhodey because Rhodey's like, hey, you should do some, like, investigations on this guy before you blindly jump in and try to help him. And Rhodey, Rhodey the whole Which time was a was great like, conversation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And Tony's like, whatever, dude. I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> like I this don't guy, care. This guy's going to help me defeat Stain once and for all. The, the Mr. Scarface-looking dude who's stealing weaponry, he's going to help me, man. He's really he's totally a nice guy. He looks such like a nice guy when he froze all those security men solid. Oh, man. I, I was really surprised by how, I don't know, like, how they portrayed Tony as so naive in that sense. Oh, yes. Definitely. I didn't, I didn't like that one bit. It was way too predictable. I don't know. This, oh, this episode I mean, didn't do it for me. Years old I put that. I put that in episode three. Actually, I just said naive Stark, because first they are portraying him very naive, and I think that's him being like a teenager, you know, rather than having his naive behavior when he's an adult. So that so could be. But- this Tony has basically been growing up in a lab with his dad, and when he goes to high school, he doesn't know what a library is. So like. You you can imagine his social interactions as well as trusting people a little off, you know. He's a homeschool yeah. kid, for goodness sakes. Yeah, he, and he schooled himself. I can't argue with that. It's a homeschooler. You're right. Yep. Oh gosh. <laughs> if you're a homeschooler, we're sorry. We are not. <laughs> I mean, you might be a super genius, and you might have built yeah, your own you Iron might be a super So that's genius. good for you. That's cooler than what I've done up to this point. Amen. Fact. Same. Same but only slightly cooler. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'd, say that, I'd say that like this episode was in terms of action the best so far. Um, in terms of like actual character moments, probably like the weakest of the six, in my opinion. I'd agree. Mm, yeah, yeah. In a sense, they did kind of come like a little closer together after the whole like because Rhodey and like Stark both gotten in a fight and it's like yeah. and Pepper came into the whole thing and they, they kind of made up. So it kind of strengthened their yeah. all of their relationships together to build up what was gonna happen in a later episode. Now I'm not saying this was like penguin episode levels of bad. Don't no. don't mince my words there. No. Like no, I, I never said that name. I, I feel Why do I people feel like keep saying that I name. Feel like from here on out, like how we how we determine whether we thought an episode was actually bad or not was was it above or below penguin level? I don't know if I can do that. That's like PTSD, man. You can't you can't put me through that. I'm you gotta face your fears. <laughs> Sounds good. Anthony, you're gonna de- decide the vote. You win. Wait, why is um, a why is an appointed a magistrate gonna bro. decide that? No, 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 no. Judge Brown. Because an appointed judge allowed it. Oh my gosh! And I got a Two lot of point judges. I'm okay with that. Okay, I got a lot well of sass, if, and I want to put Brown it for the If Judge Brown and Judge Cooper are both okay with it, I guess I'm outvoted, and I will be willing to face my. Oh gosh! Plus my half <laughs> vote that kind of counts for a fourth. Disgust. Tiebreaker. <laughs> All right. So no, this anyway. episode was not Penguin level. No. 
It was still perfectly watchable. All right. Does like, anybody I, have any takes on this episode? I did like how he kind of uses innovation skills of like going back and getting those big old gloves and then going back in. Remember that? Yeah, that was kind of yeah. like the first variation on his suit we'd seen. Like in terms of design, the gloves looked pretty goofy. Yeah. I never really noticed it that much. I, I, I didn't mind him. Um, okay. I just thought it was interesting how he like adapted halfway through and be like, okay. This guy's a big ice boy. I need to get my heat gloves. True, yeah. <laughs> I get my mitts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope we see more of that. I want to see, to, I well, see the armory grow. We got to see more innovation in the very next episode, actually. Yeah, let's let's get to the best episode so far, guys. The, okay. Like, let, let's, stop, okay. let's stop dancing around and talk about the majesty that is Whiplash. Okay. Heck yeah. Okay. All right. So, yes. I I will say as well. This episode was very entertaining. The this was the episode with the strongest villain. I would say. Oh yeah. Out of all of them, Mandarin, without a doubt. Mandarin. Okay, Mandarin's well, maybe close, but we didn't really. Get Mandarin has the villain. Mandarin Mandarin hasn't been the villain of an episode. Yeah, but him. Yeah, but like in terms of just villains in the episode, Whiplash. Like so, Mister Fix and Whiplash are definitely the coolest. Oh, oh yeah, oh. just in pure so, design. Like I love Whiplash's oh, design, so how cool. he moves and his weaponry and his hands. All right. all right, so so here we go. Here goes why I talked about bald people. All right, I'm bringing it back again. All right, because <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about it before. Oh, dear audience, yeah. dear audience, if you're bald, we love you. We love you. No, no, no. no. I I'm gonna say why I what I think. Okay. Anyways, shows for some reason portray bald people as villains. It just happens. I mean, we got Lex Luthor in Smallville. I mean, Obadiah, the way he was. We got we got Luthor in Superman. I mean, so many villains are bald. Why? Why is there's that? something not trusting every time I see a bald <laughs> yeah. person? Yeah. They just can't like, wow. They're just like, like man, I can't trust that person. With you, no look, you look like my <laughs> sketchy uncle, man. Yeah. All right, so... So we didn't get to, I didn't really see what happened. I don't know if we were shown whiplash. All right. I was looking down at my phone for a quick second. And then all of a sudden Pepper's FBI agent father, like who's close to finding Mr. Fix gets injured by whiplash. I don't know if we were shown whiplash. Anyways, the next time we see Pepper's father, he's in the hospital and there's a doctor and the doctor is bald. And I said, and I thought to myself, it was, it was an automatic thought, okay? Not something that was controlled, an automatic thought, instantly that thought, I bet you that guy's the villain. And, <laughs> what? And, oh, and that's wild. And I thought to myself, you know what, Josh? It, it's probably because he's bald and that's a horrible <laughs> thing, all right? Josh, so, no. Josh, it sounds Josh. like you have some personal demons that you need to take care of on your own time. You, know? <laughs> you get... Did a bald person hurt you, Josh? No, but I'm just saying so many villains. I just named off like four or five villains that are, I mean, that the the king, I mean, oh my gosh, so many. Wilson Walter Fist. White, Walter White from Breaking Bad ain't that bad of a guy. Okay, Wilson Fisk. <laughs> I was about Fist. to say, like, if you want to face your fear, like, you need to watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> Wilson <laughs> Fisk is another therapy. villain that's portrayed as, like, it's another bald villain, Wilson Fisk. Well, Wilson's a nice guy. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, he's so nice. But I'm just saying so many are portrayed. So many are bald. And you mm. know what? We finally found Mr. Fix. And did but, Mr. Fix but have Josh. hair? Wait, no, wait, what about the Daggum question? But Josh, what, did Josh, Mr. How, Fix have hair? Josh, how many villains have hair? I mean, a lot, probably. So but how many, I just named main villains, like literally the biggest villain. Who's <laughs> Superman's arch enemy? Lex Luthor. All right. Professor Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's exactly. the pretty good man. I mean, come on. I mean, Wilson Fisk <laughs> is like a Spider-Man rain rival and uh, a Daredevil one. One like, punch man. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, no, he has no hair because he worked out so <laughs> we gotta yeah, have bald representation as main heroes and main villains but i was in every show i wasn't every wrong every all right mr josh Fitch. this is 2020 almost 2021 we have to have this representation i know mr. you're completely i need you need to get this kind of kind of kind of attitude in check because you're gonna get canceled dog not gonna lie okay. wow dog no dog no i'm not hating on bald people i'm just saying <laughs> that my mindset when i saw the doctor i thought he might have been the villain because he was bald frankly i'm appalled <laughs> but whiplash did he have hair i'm a, no, I'm a bald did whiplash <laughs> have <hair>? a bald <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> whiplash was bald all right he was, and who knows? Uh, not Whiplash. Actually, Mr. we Fix. don't know what Mr. Whiplash Fix. actually actually looks like. Mr. Fix was bald, and who knows? Whiplash could be bald too. I don't know, <laughs> but Mr. Fix ended up being bald, and so as I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? I was right. The main villain was a bald man. Good prejudgment. I'm proud of you. Oh my goodness! Whatever. <laughs> so we got introduced to Mr. Fix, who was really cool. Um. I thought his design was really awesome. He like was oh, yeah. his ultimate hacker. I I have never heard the name Mr. Fix or don't know Mr. Fix at all. So, um, Magistrate Cooper, could you enlighten us a little bit about Mr. Fix in other? Um, he is. He's, he's not the most uh, popular villain, but he does pop no, up. No, he's a real niche. He's like, uh, he he shows up like every now and again. Not gonna lie, he kind of is in like one issue and he's done kind of thing. Gotcha. Well, they didn't really do that in this episode. They get to play the long game where Iron Man defeated Whiplash, but Mr. Fix remains uncaught. Look like you just straight up killed Whiplash. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it was it was kind of off screen, so he might not actually be dead. Yeah, so that's an instance where I know I definitely well, okay, yeah. I thought Whiplash might have been dead. But then when he takes the step on the one of his chains that came off apparently and breaks it, I think that was trying to say we might see him in the future. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. You know, storytelling. Yeah. You know, is this teenager just committed like just killed somebody, you know? I think it would have been a bigger deal if he did, you know? It just walks away like, oh. I thought he was a man. Iron Man killed somebody. He's not. Yeah, know, he's a teenager. Come on. Yeah, no Iron oh. Boy. He's an Iron is Man. He... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's sixteen here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a man. 
What the heck? Come on, man. Come on, no. If the dude can drive a car, he can he can drive a person into the ground. All right. When JC's son is 16 years old, he's gonna hand him a cigarette and wish him the best of luck. <laughs> when JC's yeah. son is 16 years old, he's probably graduated college, about to take over the film conference. And he's bald. And he's bald. <laughs> and I will be so proud. Oh my gosh. Don't know, Dad. Um, I don't know, Dad. Dad. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, so he basically de- he defeats Whiplash. Could have possibly killed him, but that is one instance where we get to see more of his innovative actions as Iron Man. So he literally so cool. gets out of his original suit and gets into an upgraded suit, Silver that, Century, that has red and silver. So Heck cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was really cool. This is, in my opinion, the best episode of the six that we've seen, which is kind of sad because we're just about to talk to talk about the sixth episode, but this was a good one. Really good. I, one. I loved the choreography of how they fought. They, they mm-hmm. really put it in like they, they centered the camera more catty corner to the right side to where they could switch it over and back again. So where you could see like kind of like a, you saw, you knew where everyone was in like a circle of motion. And you and the way he like would grab his whip and just like slam onto the ground. Or that, was, cool. that was Whip-less cool. Okay. So it was choreographed really well. There were like a few seconds, like a few instances where I'm just like, I don't know what Iron Man is doing at the time. Like, is he pushing off of him? Is he grabbing him? Like, I can't really tell. There were some instances during the fight that that happened. I just might be blind. I don't know. But I just couldn't tell. Like, but it was choreographed well. It was a it was a very fast paced fight, as this entire show is. Like, it's mm-hmm. all fast paced. It's very fast paced, which I love. <laughs> it's like Pepper Potts is talking at the actual time, <laughs> like the speed of the show, and then everyone that just, just that like, just speaks for really the incredible slow. quality. The incredible quality of this show is the Pepper Potts scale. All right. <laughs> 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 if we got the penguin scale, we got the pepper pot scale. All right. Oh gosh. All right. Totally different scale. <laughs> very different. Uh, very different. All right. So, um, moving on to episode six, Iron Man versus the Crimson Dynamo. So two years ago, an astronaut named Ivan Benko finds himself lost in space because his crew left him after a solar flare basically blew up in their faces. Um, there was a noise at the solar flare. Did you guys catch that noise? No. No? No. Did anybody? Okay, so when the solar flare happened, there was this noise that basically, I don't know if I can do it. It, it mimicked alien noises like the Oh, interesting. That was like, what the frick? Like, are we about to get aliens? <laughs> like, that's I a have big no. no. Huh? That's a big no. The joining I, just yeah. come out of nowhere. Mm. All right. I will say, oh, though, that some shows <laughs> give us aliens that you would never know. All right. <laughs> like, I don't want to mention it. All right, I don't want to say the name of the show because that's kind of a spoiler and we might review the show at some point. Is it an anime? It is an anime. 
I know um, what you're talking about. And they gave us aliens, about. and I'm like, what the frick? Why are we getting aliens? But All right. Anyway. So back to the cribs of Dynamo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so then <clears throat> he's lost up there for two years, and then he crashes down in New York City with absolute vengeance towards the crew who left him, which was called Project Pegasus. Yep. All right. And through so, IV for two years. Yes. That would IV drive anybody insane. Absolutely insane. And he was just orbiting the sun the whole time. Yep. All right. So, but kudos to the builders of that suit because, and the designers, because the fact that that thing orbited the sun at such a close range for two years and survived. Oh, yeah. And Dude. survived re entry? Yes. That's pretty insane. solid. Well, okay. I so mean, if he can survive around the if sun, if he can survive the sun, then he can survive. Yeah, then he can survive re entry for sure. But he survived around the sun. All right, so so um, while he's fighting this, Iron Man basically has no way of defeating him, doesn't know. The guy makes it to the base where Project Pegasus was kind of occurring at the time. And um, he decides to use his brains over Braun, and that's where something, <laughs> something funny kind of came up. This is when uh, a quote here. All right, boys, are you ready? This was like toast, so Tony Stark for me. Brody was like, dude, you need to think this through. You can't just go guns blazing. And then Tony's like, you're right. I need bigger guns. And it was like, oh my God, that's such a Tony Stark thing to say. Very Tony. So, so um, there were also instances during this episode where I thought that Tony was like a teenager for sure. Like, just felt like, yeah, Tony is definitely a teenager. Which um, he was kind of just I like, like he was, yeah, he was kind of just like beating a brick wall and like not knowing like how to like get around it, getting yeah. super frustrated. Like, hey, why yeah. can I figure this out like the rest of them? Yeah, basically. Um, so then Pepper located Benko's family because for some reason Benko was like, You took my family. I don't really know what he meant by that. That made no sense to me. Well, no, no, it's basically, no, like, no, no, you, no. You, you took time away from me with my family. Uh, okay. Now, I will, say it, I will say it makes no sense why he went after um, Harkov instead of just going and finding his family. I know, right? That like, makes no sense. Crazy. It would have made more I mean, sense. He, he did completely his... snap. Yeah, that's true. He did. He probably just completely snapped. There's no sense going on. Well, and uh, Markov yeah. abandoned him, so he's probably like, I'm going to kill you, then go find my family. Yeah. Sure. So then Pepper runs, finds his family, and then she shows up and she's just like, uh, Ivan? And then he's like, oh. And he was, at the moment, he was about to crush Tony Stark. So that's a plus. Um, but then he like, let's go. And then all of a sudden, the next scene is him being put in the back of an ambulance. I was yeah, kind of He kind of has to learn how to walk again. Yeah. I was kind of wanting maybe some dialogue between the two, you know, to kind of really get in an emotional aspect of it all. You're like, oh my yeah. goodness, like your wife and your wife's here, you know, like I want to see some crying. I want to see some waterworks. I want to see some, some like, Dude's got oh no my gosh, in his body. I thought you were dead. Like, oh no. You know what? Dude's got no liquid in his body, probably. <laughs> oh. All that IV coming out of his eyeballs, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah 
Then Tony uh, falls asleep in his armor on his way back uh, to the armory. They were supposed to be doing this. Okay. They were supposed to be doing a scientific experiment, and it science sounded project. like the science, science, yes, project. science project, and it sounds like they were making a volcano. If Rhodey and Tony Stark are involved in a science project, what makes you think they're going to just build a volcano? Well, no, that was the point, because they're like, they waited until so the day not before. A volcano. Yeah. They I waited know, until the day before. Tony That's Stark. True. But I feel like Tony Stark can build something instantly. Wasn't there, like, like what was his, okay. It's when, I guess, Spider-Man, Tom Holland's character tried doing the same thing. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> inspiration? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Anthony, I don't know if your show has inspired everything MCU related. I but... believe it has. <laughs> Pretty much everything. All right. Um, so, yeah, that, that gives us the end of episode uh, six. Oh, I do have something, though. Project Pedasus. Does anybody think that Shield was behind Project Pegasus? Mm, Shield doesn't usually a, deal with the Russians. Yeah, it was more of a Russian thing. Dude, oh, okay, okay, yeah. I mean, Shield. I mean, who who's a Russian Shield agent? Well, yeah, but like she kind of like separated from the Russians. Black Widow. What? I, I mean, like come she's ex KGB. All right, if okay. I mean, who knows? I mean, I just, I guess I'm trying to think outside the box as I'm watching this, but I feel like it it could be S.H.I.E.L.D., you know. I feel like it was definitely possible S.H.I.E.L.D. could have been behind Project Pegasus. Could be. But anyways, all right, out to the race. Something we forgot to mention about Episode 5, um... Pepper discovered Tony's identity as Iron Man. Oh, yes, I can't believe I... All right, so she totally played the whole you're a fool, like, I know who you are thing, so there's just, like, just reveal yourself now. She's like, I know you're Tony Stark, blah, 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 and then he shows his face to her, and she's like, oh, my gosh, you're actually Tony Stark. can't believe you fell for that. And, oh, that was another instance where I'm like, yeah, you're such a teenager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, liked, I liked the nice <laughs> naivete there. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it makes sense to have Pepper within it so, you know, you don't have, like, a best friend that's constantly shoved out because then they might become resentful and whatnot. And it, it just keeps up with, like, the brisk pace of the series so far. Yeah, very fast. So let's get everybody on the same page so they can just have adventures together. <laughs> I don't know if brisk really covers it. It's pretty fast. Blistering. <laughs> All right. Supersonic. All right, so um, let's rank these episodes. This um, this episode, we're not going to be saying the titles of the next episode, so we will just say them as we get to the next episode of the Court of Capes. Anyways, judges, magistrate, rank those episodes. Judge Brown, you're up. Judge Brown? JC? Hello? I'm Did here. you leave? Oh. I'm here. I'm okay. Away. Oh, did you fall asleep? Maybe. What happened? Oh, <laughs> oh what? <laughs> Yo, well, that's a, that, that's a court of capes first. Dude, that uh. should be the title of this episode. Oh, my gosh, I'm dead. Uh. <laughs> All, All right. right. Uh, 
Anyways, I will rank the episode. I will rank my episodes then. Oh, we're already right. ranking. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We oh. are ranking. Rank those episodes. All right. So I will go first. Um, starting from the bottom, I would say was probably um, probably Iron Man versus the Crimson Dynamo. What? Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. It just. I really like that episode. We it didn't was, get to hear our opinions okay, on it. Was I really like it. Was kind of fun, but I get a little critical. Well, when you get to things that are serialized, if nothing contributes to the overall plot going forward, I kind of like am about it. Like that's how I kind of felt about like uh, Thor Ragnarok. Okay, but anyways, besides the point. That's a personal. Thing. All right, and, all right. You are not <laughs> allowed to be critical of one of the no, most perfect no, superhero that, movies of all on time the first, on the first watch that's kind of how i felt because i was expecting something else that was my my expectations were my problem but anyways okay so my seek my second least or my second okay so number five for me is secrets and lies which one's that that's uh, a third episode right okay yeah that's the third episode and then it's cold war and then it's Iron Forged in Fire Part One and Part Two, and together, and then Whiplash for the top. That's a wild list. That what is, is it really though? <laughs> I don't think I was as high on the uh, first two episodes as some of you other people were. I really, I mean, you guys had obviously seen them before, but I really enjoyed them. I love Origins. Got to see the death of the father, Tony Stark, kind of becoming who he was. We also did get to see an instance where he went, like, it showed what happened back on the um, the airplane again, which was kind of cool. My opinion. Mm. And we got introduced to the Mandarin, who was freaking awesome. So, true. True, true. Um, so, yeah. Solid. Okay. Solid. All right. All right JC, be- before Judge you Brown die. Was- <laughs> yes. Okay. You're up, man. Okay, let me wake up and try to see what well, my that's, list. That, that's what that's why we let Josh go first, so you could wake I up. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, for anyone who might not know, I'm I, I'm in bed because it's late. But anyway, uh, but I love these gentlemen so much that I'm staying up for them. Heck yeah! Yeah, and I, I feel right. zero guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really feel any either. But all right, <laughs> no remorse. That's okay, that's okay. I uh, love you, Judge okay. Brown. Appreciate it, Anthony. Love you too. Mm. Okay. Magistrate Cooper is the resident soft boy. <laughs> we got a couple soft boys here. You know, that's, we got a couple soft boys. That's right. <laughs> and, and and the boys who play Yu-Gi-Oh together stay together. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> We're talking about it. Okay, never mind. All right, anyway, JC, go. Anyway, all right. Very bottom. Cold War. Oh, wow. Okay. Then going up from there, Secrets and Lies. All right. Then Crimson Dynamo. Then Forged in Fire Part 1 and 2. And then Whiplash at the very top. Nice. That is my list. Let it be signed, sealed, and delivered. (laughs) Signed, sealed, and delivered. All right. I will go next. Um, So at the bottom... I think I'm gonna put. Um, I think I'm gonna put the Blizzard episode at the bottom as well. Okay. 
Um, I would say that for me, all of these episodes were like in the seven to eight range. I didn't think any of them were bad. Um, but uh, Bl- Blizzard was definitely like the one that I felt like was eh, the most eh. Um, following that, I think I'm going to put... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put Crimson Dynamo next. Then I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put Iron Forged and Fire Part One and Two after that. Oh my gosh! Wow. And then oh, I'm gonna put okay. Secrets and Lies at number two because I like that. What? Oh, oh my god! Oh, yeah. y'all! I like that. And then and then uh, Whiplash at number one because I can't argue with that. That's a wonderful episode. Wow! Wow! Shocking! All right, Magistrate Cooper, you've been. Uh, somewhat holding your words and your tongue now i release you them out your mouth and you may say what you want all right fellas i'm a little crazy so give (laughs) give us some weirdness let's get weird i have not always been the biggest fan of long introductions so Mm. oh and i thought like it was well paced but i didn't but you know, I just, I just was like, all right, I can't wait to get through this to get to like. Some oh, of those he's, gonna do, Dude, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. I'm putting oh, Iron boy. Forged in Fire Part One at the bottom. Part Ooh. two. Oh yeah, let's part go. Part one? Are you separating the parts, or this Part One and Part Two? Well, I mean, they're both in the bottom area, so it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and then I'm putting. I am putting uh, Cold War. All right, I like that episode. Um, I like the visuals, like everything about it, except for, you know, the pacing and kind of like the whole plot. But I like how it looks. Um, <laughs> it's got a lot. It's got a little more flair than the other ones. You know what I'm saying? It's got a theme. All right. All right. Um, and then, sure, it does then have I'm a cold put, theme. Then I'm putting, I'm putting Secrets and Lies. All right. I like that one. It's it's the middle of the ro- middle of the road for me. I like Unicorn. I think he's a big dumb. And I like... Uh, <laughs> And I like Killer Shrike because of his eyes. All right, he's pretty. He's got hot, some really lot. weird eyes. And then I'm putting, I'm putting uh, the Dynamo. I like I. All right, we didn't wow. talk about this, but I I really like the Domino Domino Dynamo episode <laughs> where they really use like interesting impact uh, effects of when he would hit him, and if he would like commit from a large distance. It would it would like go white and then put their silhouettes in there and it would look pretty. That was sick. cool. That was really cool. Like the whole and, black and white silhouettes thing. And I'm I, I liked how it was like, all right, we gotta stop this train from freaking hitting the building with this guy. It it felt like Tony was really pushed to his limits. I really liked that one. Um, and then of course number one, the one, the only whiplash. We can't we can't argue on that one. Oh man. <clears throat> honestly though it, i i mean i don't have too many disputes with our list i think it's a little strange that you put iron forged in the fire part one and part two at the bottom that's wild absolutely wild um but i was like if you put whiplash anything other than as as your top then i think you would have a real hot take here, oh, oh i'm not i'm not crazy crazy i'm just pretty cool crazy <laughs> yeah i'll be, I'll be, be jumping i'd be jumping through this screen man like like I mean, everyone's <laughs> entitled to their opinion, you know, even if they're wrong. You know, like it's mm. it's Judge Cooper's fir- uh, favorite line there. I resonate <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, I enjoyed how all of our lists were completely different, besides yep, the I like besides it. the la- the the first one. 
Yeah, that was pretty cool. What? I think. Although, let it let it be known that me and JC had the same first and last one. Heck yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So, boys, we will meet again in a week discussing the next six episodes. And Where are I we doing you, seven? Do we want to do seven? I mean, they're not in seasons. They're like continuous. Like the first because season doesn't end till 26. Yeah. Well, just but we like, have to... we'll, we'll have a weird amount at the end if we do six at a time. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do seven then. Yeah. All right. Let's Sounds do seven. Good. Starting with Meltdown. Pretty sure oh. there was a Batman episode called Meltdown. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure there was, there was an episode John. of everything. Sure <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we're going to get, at least in the next couple episodes, a Mandarin-specific episode. Ooh, all right. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it, too. All right. Wait, I think there was something I wanted to say real quick, and then we can sign off. What was it about? It was about one of the episodes. Oh, that's right. Tony, okay, so Tony um, Tony said that maybe he should make some Arctic armor, and I was like, I'm ready for it. Like, give it oh, to me. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, how we got the white Batman suit in the Batman, like, give that us some Arctic. Get, yeah, I mean, that was <laughs> the only part you watched. That's the only part you saw, but anyway. It was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I was like, yes, give us some Arctic armor. I was ready for it. I don't know if we'll get it. Um, and uh, Magistrate Cooper and Judge Cooper, you guys know, but we shall see. Perhaps, perhaps not. All right. Well, it's been real. It's been fun. It's, it's been, been real fun. <laughs> <laughs> Court adjourned.